No, I was. I've been waiting for Thad's. Uh, I've been waiting for Thad's two all cents. All of the desserts since I smacked that down Zach has made. Earlier. <laughs> this is probably the worst one I've done. <laughs> That's. I mean, and, listen, and I mean you, that as a compliment. <laughs> I mean, it was like it's kind of like when you saw Rocky lose. Like you watched the movie. Like he was. A, he like he trained all this. Like he's punching <laughs> he meat. Trained all this time and, and, and he fucking lost. Like the this movie man's. ends with him crying <laughs> for his girlfriend. This man's fighting. Pigs hung up in a freezer. Yeah, I gotta see another movie, and then you say, "Oh, actually, Rocky was good the whole time." It's like Rocky in reverse, if because I've seen him win constantly, and then and then shit the bed. Not shit the bed. You did, you did it. You did the shortcake the bed. That's the episode title. I, I mean, Zach has made a, 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 a what is I'm eating brunch with my people, though. The homie Dyke just cooked up a feast and we about to eat it, bro. Fucked around and has to miss the lobster with the protein. Daddy is rolling blow dream. Them boys got down a routine. It's that town culture. Cooking seven courses. Had to pass the torch and now I'm grabbing second portion. So sit back, relax, grab a drink and a smoke. It's all the brunch on the way and get prepared for the jokes. Whoa. Hi, and welcome to the Heart of Brunch Podcast. I'm your host, Ike Michaels. With me, as always, my co-host, Thaddeus Shane McKee. Breaking away. Slappy, happy, one went. On the ones and twos, the wheels of steel, the sauce, boss of Indianapolis, and the last broke dragon. Give it up for Zach Rohn, everybody. Well, he how hey there. Hey, <laughs> I like that one. You got to keep it. Uh, <laughs> I hate when your catchphrases catch me off guard. <laughs> And a very special uh, first-time guest with us in studio, uh, bartender extraordinaire Dalton Lineback. Welcome to the program. Thank you very much. I think extraordinaire might be uh, quite generous, but I'll take it absolutely. Well, I'll, I'll tell you what I think. I saw. I think I saw your some of your. Cock- this is what I normally do: is I see someone's Instagram profile, I see what they're doing what they're putting out and i go like oh that looks interesting and then if i like if it piques my interest i'll ask my industry friends i'll be like zoom know this person and then see if i get like a, a good scoop or a bad scoop nothing but good scoops on you and you came uh, very uh, jake johnson's good friend of the show and um he had nothing but good things to say and i was just like man we gotta get this guy on like he's oh yeah doing some cool stuff i uh first of all i love jake johnson wonderful person um <laughs> we be clowning at but we work together oh, sure. at uh at Bodie on Mondays. We bartend together. That's a fun and, shift. Uh, it is a fun shift every single time. So I started we started Red Flag together. Right. And but we were bartending at Tango. And so a lot of it was just us behind the bar talking shit. <laughs> and And that's all he does is talk shit. So. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, it's it is so funny to me, like I don't know. That that was part of the reason why I was just like, man, he's going to be the biggest comedian ever. Just because that's all he knows how to do is make jokes. Yeah. Everything he, everything is a gag. He's really good at roasting people. <laughs> uh, but that's that's a fun time. So you're so you're at Bodie downtown. Um, I feel like we know so many people that work there. At Bodie. Yeah, yeah. Bodie has definitely become like almost a hub for industry veterans, honestly. Like a lot of... Uh, I mean, just their main, like, five to six full-time people have been there since they've opened, and all of them have probably 10-plus years under their belt. Mm. Um, 
including the owner who has also worked 10, 15, 16 years in, in the industry and pretty much everybody knew Tay prior to owning Bodie. Mm-hmm. So, Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's probably, in my opinion, Bodie is probably the best restaurant in the entire city. Um, if you were to like kind of divide an experience into categories as far as like drinks, food, ambiance and service mm. uh, overall like i think Bodie consistently provides the best experience out of anybody else in the city mm. I'd, I'd co-sign that i'd say it's a hell of a date night spot too yeah we absolutely were, we were sexy as hell in there yeah it is especially on that that patio's open oh yeah take it out on the oh patio. yeah oh yeah going on the patio i think we went there opening night courtney was like hey mm-hmm. come in for the experience and even like for that test run the food was amazing. Like we were just talking about that the other day. The test run was funny as fuck, um, especially as somebody who's worked in the industry. So um, <laughs> when we opened up the restaurant, what we did is all the people that were working were servers and bartenders that night, like for the first like day or oh, two days wow. that we did mm. it. And it was a shit show. It was so bad. So like you would literally go take people's orders, be like, all right, these are the, f- let's say you have a table of four. You're going to take four drink orders and their appetizers, send the appetizers and then go back behind and the bar the and make the drink. That's insane. It was so stupid. sounds like a fever dream that I have. <laughs> I swear <laughs> it was so bad. Uh, Obviously, that's not where it's at anymore. Yeah. But, uh, well, does that make you better if you have to serve, bartend, you know? Um, I think, I think yes, maybe just not in the same shift. I yeah. think being able, like, one thing, so I worked at Ball and Biscuit for four years, and I think one thing that really, first of all, Ball and Biscuit was the best place that anything that could have happened to me as far as, like, setting me on course for the industry. Um. I think prior to Ball and Biscuit, I was kind of embarrassed to be like an industry worker. Uh, I worked in a lot of like shitty spots, honestly. Um, and once I got it, like, I mean, even like Bakersfield, 45 degrees, like I worked places that. Is that a shitty spot? Kind of. <laughs> Take that, Bakersfield. <laughs> hey, Bakersfield don't be paying their employees correctly, so I don't give a fuck. Um, don't spend my food when I come there, Bakersfield. <laughs> I don't know this all way to be true. Yeah, well, I'll fact check. <laughs> I was spitting fatties as food, but I won't be in that bitch. So okay, there you go. Uh, well, and Biscuit was the kind of the OG, the OG cocktail bar in yeah, Indianapolis. Yeah, like, for sure. I, I worked at McNiven's when they first opened, so we would like go in there, and it was like I was trying to like I was kind of, I mean I was a you know Miller High Life scumbag. And so, but I'm. Hey, hold on! Now. Uh, Don't be talking like that about Miller High Life. <laughs> but like, I'm I, I'm working at a place that's selling scotch and craft beer, and I'm trying to like, I'm just trying to like wrap my head around all like, well, there's like hundreds of these craft beers in there. You have to know the brewery and where the brewery is and all this stuff. And so I was just always kind of in the like, what's this now? What's this? And then we would go and like they had a. a okay cocktail program there but then you go to ball and biscuit and be like oh they're doing with spirits what we're doing with the beer Mm -hmm. craft beer yeah and like yeah i mean biscuit was awesome it taught me so much and honestly just like even just being in the building itself if i feel like if i were to have nobody to mentor me which was not the case at all but like just being there and like being surrounded by like the correct things mm. in the correct way 
Um, and just, it, it exposed me to so much. And I feel like being, once I was there, it was like such a jump start on my career where it was like, Oh, this is really fucking cool. Actually. Like this is so much more than just like serving people. Like there's like a whole back end side, like, cause Mm -hmm. prior to that, when I like served or bartended, like it didn't, I didn't really like prep anything. Like I worked in mm. places like Howl at the Moon or Ball sure. like uh Ooh. Buffalo Wild Wings. I was Howl like, at the Moon. Fucking wild. <laughs> and this is bad. This is actually I worked at Howl at the Moon back in the day when it was like popping. So like I I mean I was making a thousand dollars in a night sometimes. Like oh, damn. crazy craziness. Like craziness. Um Making a thousand dollar nights selling dollar beers on Thursdays, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like fucking ridiculous. Wow, yeah. Uh, but just prior, and to everyone that, was well behaved. That was the best part. Yes, about it. <laughs> everybody <laughs> was so nice so and sober. so kind. And did I kick myself out of Halloween? <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I was like, I don't think I should ever go back there, dude. That place was what? Oh, man, I've that was a while. I quit that job by just literally leaving in the middle of my shift and going to the winner's circle and getting <laughs> hammered and then coming back and drinking at Howl at the Moon. Oh, and that was basically like me being like, I'm not coming back. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that, that place is wild. Here, here, let me ask you a question real quick. Um, you, you're known as one of the best bartenders in the city. That's, that's, that goes without saying. Or I guess people need to say that. <laughs> Anyways, um, so it doesn't go without saying. Um, but like, where would you say that you started getting your name um, for being one of the the top tier bartenders? Was it Bodie? Where is that that set you over the? No, I think ball. I think ball. I think ball and biscuit for okay. sure. Okay. Towards like the end of like ball and biscuit for sure. Um, when I first started going, or when I first started working there, I think was a super eye opener to like kind of what bartending could be. Cause like people would come in and literally be like, are Keegan or Cameron working? I'd be like, nah. And they would just leave. Mm, like it yeah. wouldn't be like a, Oh, too bad. Like, we'll, uh, we'll still have a drink. They were just like, all right, peace out. Like yeah. we'll come back another time when they're working. It's like, all right, well they don't work here anymore, but <laughs> like, yeah. okay. And, like, I started to realize, like, I needed to be able to not only serve the drinks on the menu, but I needed to know so much about, like, the syrups and the juices and everything on our back bar enough yeah. that I would be able to, like, create drinks for people based on, like, what they enjoy drinking. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Harry... I was working at Ball and Biscuit, but I worked at Commodore for a brief amount of time when they opened up, just for, like, a few weeks. Um and it just wasn't really my thing. I was kind of there too late, um, like four or five, six o'clock in the morning. It was just so new that like yeah. getting out of there was not like a streamlined process yet. Um, but working there, I worked with a uh, Harry Webler, and that dude is a fucking genius. That I mean, he literally like so quickly opened up my eyes to like how crazy cocktails could be. Mm-hmm. Um, he started showing me like things like milk punches and like really like incorporating like kitchen ingredients into like cocktails. Did you say milk punches? Yeah. So <laughs> that sounds like assault. So milk punch. <laughs> funny enough, milk punches are like my favorite favorite type of cocktail to make i did one for i did one for butter i have one on Bodie's menu right now um i have one on nowhere specials menu right now 
it is milk punches predate the word cocktails themselves. So milk punches mm. are made from a chemical reaction uh, from lactic acid and citric acid. Okay. Um, so what happens is you, let's say you're going to make a sour. So in simplest terms, you're going to make a sour. So two ounces of a spirit, an ounce of your uh, citrus, an ounce of a sweetener. So gimlet, daiquiri, something like that, 211. Uh, you add that to... 20 to 25% of that volume, you would take milk and add all that, those ingredients together. Yeah. The citric acid and the lactic acid have a chemical reaction and cause like almost like an instant curdling. Oh, uh, you strain that through like a cheesecloth coffee filter, something that's super like fine, very fine. Um, and you kind of let that like drip out. And essentially what you're left with, this is like silky smooth, totally clear, uh, cocktail. Uh, that has like slightly like a yellow hue, depending on like what ingredients you use. Like if you have like a darker, if you're using like bourbon or rye or like something that's not necessarily a clear spirit, there'll yeah. be a little bit more of a color to it. But overall, it's like you can see straight through that bitch. Okay. And uh, it just kind of like rounds it out, smooths everything over. Um, so like if you're using rye, it takes all that like acidity away. It pulls mm-hmm. out all your impurities, the color. Okay. Um, and the shelf stability is like really nobody really knows. Honestly, there's they found one from like the late 1800s, um, like what? and it's still good so to good. go. And, and someone uh, drank it. Yeah, can we do that at Harder Brunch sometime? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can can we punch do a some milk? Milks? Do a, do a milk do a milk punch? I can I can definitely give you a recipe for it. I'd like to punch some milks. It's it's fun. It's do it's dope stuff. And uh, but yeah, like there's literally they have on document and like record of like Benjamin Franklin writing about it. What? Um, yeah, making milk punches for like parties and stuff back then before they like really knew how to do cocktails or like anything like that. Wow. They knew how to like essentially utilize like cow's milk to make large punches for all these parties back then. Yo, old BF was doing it. <laughs> BF, baby. Our guy BF, we're a big fan. <laughs> So, uh, you also do a lot of, uh, you do a lot of these like uh, competitions, like bartending competitions. Yeah. That's kind of new for me though. Mm. Um, I've only done like a few. I kind of just dove deep into like the big ones mm-hmm. really fast. Um, Brooke Taylor and I have worked together for like a really long time. She okay. works at Commodore. Yeah. Uh, we used to work at H and M together. Um, so she's kind of always been somebody that like we've been doing the same thing for so long that I kind of like watch what she's doing. And like, we work together on some things, mm. but I know she was getting into a lot of competitions and I was like, maybe I should try my hand at these as well. Uh, also Heather storms was telling me that I should probably get into some competitions. Yeah. I was just like, all right, cool. So I did this, uh, I did a, uh, parch pavement competition. Um, Brooke, kick, Brooke Shout out. Kick, yeah, parch Brooke, pavement. <laughs> Brooke kicked my ass. <laughs> um, and then so mocktails can be tricky. It can be tricky. And yeah. we didn't have like, um, like spiritless or like anything like that. Like it was just juices and mm. syrups and like kind of what we made. And I enjoyed what I had made, but, uh, I, <laughs> we went in. So the competition was, we were going to be randomly partnered with somebody. 
So there was like eight of us, and then we were going to randomly draw and be partnered with another one of the eight people. We could choose to bring like our own ingredients or not. I was like, well, I'm going to be paired with somebody. I don't want to bring an ingredient and then be like, well, I fucking hate that flavor. So like, mm. let's not use that. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I'll just wing it and use their like whatever cabinet they got or pantry they got. I was like, all right, cool. So I get there and I'm the only person that shows up without like my own ingredient. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. all right, cool. I fucked up for sure. <laughs> like, and I did. I fucked up. I took last, but it was cool. It was fun. I don't mean this offensively, at all when I say this and then we might have to strike this from the record but um doing mocktail competitions is kind of like the Special Olympics in the part where Christ. it's very no listen it's very impressive what they're doing and you're like wow like that like that's e- even harder to do you know it's even harder to do the you know the 100 in, in that way but it, it's impressive but not as many people are tuning in and that, that's that's what I'm saying. I'm just talking. I was about. afraid you weren't going to stick the landing, but there it is. <laughs> yeah, that's that's all I was trying to say. I feel that um, because, like, yeah. That, I mean, you're not wrong. I was surprised. <laughs> I'm sorry, by, I don't need no, to go any further. I was right surprised the by the amount of people that were like really it into was huge. it. Honestly, there was like mm. 50 people there. No, it was like I was there for there. that. You were there too at the garden table one, or they've had a couple. Of I was talking about the one at Bodie. Oh no, you no, were no, there. No, no. I was oh, okay. at the, I was not at the Bodie one. Okay, yeah, that one that one was packed. That they had was a whole the band. that was the third round of that comp. So that was the first Parch Pavement competition they did. They did one at the first round was at Duke's. The second round, I forget where it was, if I'm being honest. And then the third round was at Bodie. And they had, like, the band, which was, like, Alex Roth, uh, Harry Webler, and Cameron Lockwood. Funny enough, because all of them are also industry people. Yeah. Um, they're all cool as fuck. Oh, they're performing yeah. in a band together. Yeah, they're, yeah, all, yeah. They, they, was, they're all three of them are in a band together. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, it was wild. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, that's the thing. I feel like a lot of people are... Uh, California sober, you know, a lot of people, especially like younger people, you know, a lot less people. It's trendy are, right now. Yeah, are are drinking less and stuff, and then, but then when they go out, they want they see they want to have something a comparable experience. Uh, I work at a wedding venue, and I always get this weird thing of like pregnant women confessing that they're pregnant to me and i'm like you don't have to give a reason I don't tell any of my friends that i'm pregnant <laughs> yeah. i'm like i don't know you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is that a real thing that happens i swear dude. every week they'll yeah. be like none of my friends know that i'm pregnant <laughs> like this is my best friend of yeah. 14 years wedding yeah. please don't tell her i'm pregnant i'm That's like you've hilarious. never met me i could tell everyone here right now and ruin your fucking surprise <laughs> i'm not going to but like that's a crazy thing to admit to a stranger. You oh, don't yeah, know yeah. me at all. Yeah, yeah. My boyfriend shot up the club. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, I said. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't tell me, but I swear that. But literally, yeah. No, you're not wrong at all. It it happens. It happens to me every week. But then they then you just and like we don't have obviously a great. It's a very cookie cutter bar setup where I work. So it's just like just making them something with. You know, juices and right. stuff They're like. Can that. I get a mocktail? I'm like, I will make you a margarita. Yeah. <laughs> it's simple syrup and lime juice. Here you are, my friend. Enjoy. You put a little, you put a little uh, grenadine in that, and they're like, oh, ooh, la la. <laughs> yeah. I swear, I swear. But That's, like, that is one thing though that I've noticed. 
increasingly everywhere though is like mocktail menus are getting bigger and bigger. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah. There's that memento place that's supposed to be opening on the north side. Memento like the movie? Uh E M E M E N T O. I don't yeah, know. It's, if it's like, like a spirit spiritless uh, okay. yeah. cocktail bar. Nice. It's supposed to be like a coffee shop and like a like a dry bar essentially. Um Really? So they'll have like Alcohol-free bitters, liqueurs, spirits. Essentially, it's gonna it's supposed to be like a coffee shop and a bar, but without mm-hmm. like any actual alcohol in it. Well, then um, there's that dab bar in Fountain Square that also serves. I don't know what their mocktail. Do you know? Like. Um, so the one in Fountain Square actually buys all their stuff from the one in the um, industrial complex. Oh, interesting. Uh, the the original one it's called Mako. Uh, go in there if you haven't. Uh, the one in Fountain Square is dope. Um, I had a really good time, but the one in inside of the industrial complex, I like it more mostly, honestly, because I'm a fucking hairy motherfucker and it, the air conditioning in there is so mm. much better than the one in Fountain Square. <laughs> um, but yeah, the one in uh, there is called Mako and the one in Fountain Square, that's where they buy all of their wax and everything is from the one in the industrial complex. They're like the OG one that like sells to pretty much anybody around here. But they have like uh pens and all that stuff and uh they also have another thing have it have it with me right now actually. oh some merch it's not even a merch it's uh it's dope what they do so it's for the industry let's see it yeah maybe if i have it maybe i'm lying oh yeah it's called the i love you program okay you get 50 percent off all their products if you're in like the service industry Oh, wow. That's cool. So, like, I can go in there and get a dab pen for, like, 12 bucks, 15 bucks. <laughs> I can oh, go in there and take a dab for $2.50 and then just be on my fucking way. All right. Well, <laughs> yeah. a hell of a plug for Mako right yeah, there. It's fucking dope. They're, they're cool. And they just redid their whole inside. They have, like, an actual, like, bar in there, like, to, like, sit down and, like, hang. They have, like, TA or... Delta 8, THC, like, drinks and mm-hmm. stuff like that. You can sit down, they'll literally light you up a dab, and it's fun. It's a dope spot. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, man, I've, I, I haven't actually, I've been in there just, we have a, a friend that's, like, managing there. So I've seen it, but I haven't, like, part, partaken in anything yet. It's dope. But I don't, literally. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it is literally. Uh, you you came on a you. We had a very interesting uh, uh, situation happen with you because of miscommunication on my part. Um, you actually had to get back out to work after uh, brunch. You came in. You first of all, you made some amazing cocktails for us. Yeah, much appreciated. That that the first one, the uh, the what's daiquiri. Up, what, what's up, Dak? Yeah, well, carrot daiquiri. T- tell us about that. Um, so it originally started as just like a plain carrot daiquiri that i had made for an event for gang gang um and then (laughs) i spilled all of my carrot juice on the way to like the meeting so (laughs) i just never got to pitch the drink i literally like spilled like i was walking in and I drove like 20 minutes with this carrot juice and like all of my ingredients. I got in the building, was walking down the hallway. I don't really know what the fuck happened. I dropped my carrot juice and it was just gone. As and I was does. just like, fuck. But uh, it was so, f- I, I really enjoyed the drink and uh, 
Corey from Strangebird, I was literally like, I had told him the drink. He had tried it. I told him the name. He thought it was hilarious. I was like, man, I have to, I have to do this again. So when you guys had asked me like to come over and do brunch, I was like, this is perfect. Like carrot, ginger, turmeric, like yeah. endless summer is the theme. Like this, it's perfect. Like these are all very like summery, like vegetal, like I don't kind of like almost like a like those like detox juices that people like to drink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's one, and it's also one of the perfect names. I have to give you that. What's up, Dak? Yeah, love it. <laughs> well, and like I, someone who's like made drinks with like carrot juice before, there's a real balance there, like where it can be not as appealing. You know, it could be very, For sure. like, very like I drink. I feel like I'm just drinking carrot carrot juice. juice. And there was a good balance between the ginger, the sweetness, the carrot. Mm-hmm. And then um, having the little ginger garnish on it, it was just like, I was like, oh man, like this, it was, it was, it was so fresh and like, it was just like, I immediately, I was like, I want, I want another one of these. <laughs> yeah. um, vegetal and like savory cocktails have definitely recently become more of my thing. Like, um, hmm. there was a cocktail that we had at Biscuit and that kind of like turned that switch for me. Um it was called, uh, we were doing a stepbrothers theme menu. Nice. Was, uh, I'm not going to call him dad. <laughs> and uh, oh, yes. it was gin, cilantro liqueur, uh, lemon juice, simple syrup, and then you shook it with cherry tomatoes and green bell peppers. Nice. And then there was some saline solution in it. And it just kind of like made me realize like all those like gardeny, like vegetal flavors are delicious when you like combine them with like citrus and like liquid form, essentially Mm. like as when you make cocktails that are like really touching on that, like light vegetal Mm -hmm. savory flavor, they are very good. Mm. Um, So that like gardeny flavor is just kind of like something that stuck with me for like a really long time. So like when I started making like this daiquiri with carrot, ginger and turmeric, it was just like, I enjoy this. This is like refreshing, but like vegetal at the same time. So if I go to Bodie, can I just ask for the West Up deck there? For like, if you're working, mm, no. But if you ask okay. me ahead of time, I could. <laughs> I would definitely bring in. Oh, because I could. I could definitely bring it. Yeah, if we just don't have like that okay. on hand. Okay, but I would be happy to bring some of that in. Well, I don't. Want, I don't need you to make. A maybe not at. Maybe not at Bodhi. Maybe at Nowhere Special. If you came and saw me at Nowhere Special, I would. I would do that. That would be an easy. Okay, because yeah, because I was thinking because you're the famous bartender. Like, what if people always just did that one drink with you? There's like a, <laughs> there's which it's so funny that this is, the drink. There's like a raspberry martini that I make, and it's not even my recipe. Okay, like it's literally so when I worked at Biscuit. Uh, a dude that I worked with when I first started learning how to bartend, these girls came in and asked me to make a raspberry martini. And I was like, Hey, yo, how do you make a raspberry martini? And he was like, blah, blah, blah. He like, this is how you make it. Um, and I was like, all right, cool. Made it, made it for these girls. And like, they ordered it every time they came in. Like they were like, this is the best raspberry martini we've ever had. They would come in and then it started to turn into like that, like Keegan and Cameron thing. It was like, ah, oh, is Dalton here? And, mm-hmm. they were, and people would be like, ah, oh, no. And they would leave. They and it's leave. like, bro, oh. this isn't even my recipe. Like, all these people can make this. So like, people now are leaving for you. That is awesome. For no, for no reason, though. Like, well, I mean, listen, like now. Personality. For sure, appreciate that. But like now, like, 
I definitely think that like I'm I I have enough experience and like understanding that like I definitely make some really great cocktails that maybe like not everybody can make. But at this point, there was no reason that these girls were leaving the bar. Like, <laughs> like I was not doing anything. And sometimes you just it, get, you have dude, your favorite and bartender. It, and it literally just like started to like kind of grow from like then on. Then it was just like people would be like, ah, oh, is Dalton here? And they're like, nah. They're like, all right. And it's like, bro, I promise you these people can make this. Like, these are all the people that taught me how to do this stuff. Like, for sure. Like, I promise you. But. Like mine would be the exact opposite. They'd be like, "Is Dad here?" And they'd be like, "No." I'm like, "All right, come on, oh, table for fifty. <laughs> come on in." Did now I have to ask uh, before we get into the to what we actually had for brunch? But Thad did make some sort of drink for you, and you drank it. Is that true? Yeah, no, it was honestly very enjoyable. Really? Yeah. What do you remember? What not, it was? Uh, there was beer, vanilla <laughs> syrup, and I forget what the spirit was. I enjoyed it. Oh, Honestly, good. good. Uh, there was there was cinnamon vodka. Um, I think uh, I used the Upland beer of my choosing. Um, I think I, I used a breaking away for one of them, and then I used for the other, the rest of the people. I used the Raz. Yeah, it, I, I mean, I, I watched it make I, it. I don't necessarily think that it was like the most balanced cocktail <laughs> of all time. Okay, thank but you. in 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 a cup, and you someone just hands it to you, you're like, and you take a sip, you're like. It's have pretty you, fucking good. Honestly. Have you seen like, the? There you go. You know what you, I mean? Have you seen the film The Menu? Yeah. First of all, fantastic film. So, yes. so oh, when the I love it. When the su- when it. the super fan <laughs> had, had, like they they make him make a dish. Cook. That's, that's <laughs> how I was looking at that when he was putting this cocktail together because that does not have any background <laughs> Bro, in cocktail it, making. And I was like, you're not. This is one of the best bartenders in the city. The you're flavor, not just hey, the flavor it. was good. <laughs> Fuck it. I yeah, I think I got overconfident on that brunch. Fuck <laughs> it. I don't, I don't, but not, like yours? not everything has to be perfect to taste good. Thank you. Well, thank you. And I, I think I think that Thad's thing was uh, we like to bring people in and give them hospitality. So it's like this guy's a bartender, and we're gonna make him make all the drinks. He's like, let's make him a drink. And I was just like, you know, that's really sweet. Uh, it's it's gonna but be you, terrible. Not but a lot. It's hey, but your but thing, in your places. Hey, I probably the thing, wasn't the person not to do that. Not only that though, but truly, like, not a lot of people do that for me. Like when yeah. I go places, like people be like, oh, you want to make a drink? And it's like, fuck no, I don't want to make a drink. <laughs> not really. I mean, coming here for brunch was different because like yeah. I had planned to make a drink sure. and like I was happy to do that and excited to do that but like i'll literally be like we'll just like have a bunch of friends together i'll just be sitting on the couch enjoying my time like you dude you know be like perfect example christmas i went to my girlfriend's parents and like family's house holy fuck man i just might as well have just been paid to be a bartender you gotta put, was, it, you gotta dude, put that tip jar like, out there. They were literally like, tipping you? Oh, no, nothing. I mean, no, oh. absolutely no money involved whatsoever. Oh. I was just standing at a bar top making espresso martinis all day. <laughs> and it was just like, oh my God, dude, this is, it's Christmas. Yeah. I want to sit. Yeah, you want to sit down. I want to yeah, sit. What, yeah. Let's drink a shitty, let's just have shitty alcohol. Exactly. Well, I don't want, I don't want to make this well, anymore. I'm so glad that you <laughs> saw that, that you liked it. Um, out of, I mean, Casey would, would have been even the better bartender. <laughs> Uh, I'm probably the worst person to make drinks for you and the Harder Brunch team. I'm just glad he didn't get mine because mine wasn't very good. <laughs> oh, Zach, that didn't need to be said. You didn't like yours? You made like I a- asked you if you liked it. And you said I never said I, I no. I didn't. I, I was very. I dodged it. So you made like a different. 
a different like, cocktail. I waited to ask you in front of the You didn't like hole. shake and strain anything. You just poured a bunch of random stuff into cups. <laughs> yeah, so, oh, yeah. Like, That's yeah. what I did. But go but ahead. I, I, wait. There was more love in mine, I feel like. There was love in yours. What was wrong with yours? Well, no, just everybody you made a cocktail for, you made up a new random mix of things. <laughs> because I was running out. Yeah, but now we know what one works. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yours. It's Let's take a let's take a quick break and but before we go, let's talk about breaking away. Let's talk about breaking up with that. You can make cocktails out of it. Pretty <laughs> sure can. Do we have a do we have a drop for that? Do we have a theme song for our sponsor Upland breaking away. It's all, it's all in the taste. taste. I don't want any other beer but Upland. 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 All right, we'll take a quick Uh, commercial break. We'll be right back. (laughs) This week on the After Brunch Podcast. What was the last uh, last show you were on? (laughs) That's a good one. Uh, Like two weeks ago. What was it? What was it? It was... uh... I don't even remember the name of it. You're a traveling man. I feel, like, I feel like I it feel was, like you'll pop up. It was on 38th Street. Though. That's all I can say. I like. I like. He's like. Like this show goes to a different school. Uh, you don't know it. Like word it without saying. Well, that's a bad question, Dyke. It was uh, it was a late night show on 38th Street. I didn't mean to put you on the spot here. Yeah. You have to start making things up. <laughs> yeah, there was all kinds of people there. Oh, what a big question. It was in Minnesota, dude. You, you didn't know. Join us at patreon.com slash harder brunch. Uh, welcome back to the Harder Brunch program. Uh, I got to tell you, um, Tinker Coffee. Tinker Coffee has been a longtime sponsor of ours. I don't know um, if you've had Tinker Coffee before. Oh, yes. They, like. Especially that new one. I live uh, right behind the Rascaler. So okay, yeah. The new one. Uh, it's right down the street. Right down the street. I walk my my dogs down there like maybe three times a week. That is awesome. The, yeah, and they got food. They're like doing it big. Yeah, you know, they're, they're right dope. there in the in the mix of things. Um, you can get Tinker Coffee delivered uh, to your house, and if you use promo code Brunch, they'll throw in a little discount. Do you know about that? Mm-hmm. Know about that? I didn't. We'll have to be using it soon though. Uh, and I think it's time now for the smoking goose <laughs> brunch breakdown. Can I say something about Tinker Coffee? Sure. It's too good. It's too good. <laughs> you remember Walter White? He had the blue stuff. <laughs> and people were just like blue, of, yeah. blue stuff. Huh? And they were like, like, that's what they needed, the blue stuff. Like, it's the higher upper. It's 99% pure. Yeah, it's super pure. Yeah, yeah. And that's what I'm saying. So now, like, when I go to, like, gas stations or friend's house, I'm, like, uppity. Like, it's changed my personality in coffee. It has ruined me for, for what it's I like. It's too good. To call garbage coffee, yeah, fuck Starbucks. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, um, so uh, smoking goose. One of the things at summer camp we had um, we had comics come up and pitch us commercials for our sponsors, which was really fun. Cause <laughs> I love that they they took like we did it like Shark Tank style, and they they took you know they had some really uh, creative takes on it. But one of the things that I thought was uh, young Thomas was talking about how. Um, you could really romance somebody by um, taking them out for a nice charcuterie and chill, you know? For sure. And I was just thinking about, because I was at Newfields uh, this past weekend working Penrod, 
And I remember taking a lady friend back there in the on the um, arch grounds and having a picnic. I had a back back picnic, and I did bring Smoking Goose products there and laid it out. And I got to tell you, the best charcuterie products. It's amazing. It's it's amazing. I got to tell you, it's it's impressive. Yeah, I, you know, Smoking Goose has some dope stuff too. You're yeah. gonna. It's called. Uh, I call it. Pic- picnic and a lady. Can I ask you? Did you get a second date? Picnic and a lady. I sure did. So, so you're saying charcuted it up, <laughs> charcuted it up, charcuted it up, and charcuted it out. Uh, <laughs> you, uh, you bring some charcuterie, and you might get some uh, charcuterie. You know hey, oh, I think I get it. <laughs> <laughs> Pull up char- charcuterie. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to see that on the screen. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, uh, Smoking Goose uh, brings us our, our brunch breakdown, which is uh, what we had. So the, the funny thing was um, you had to leave after. I've never had this happen in three years of podcasting. That we've makes had me people, feel so bad. We've had people cancel on us, which is terrible because then you go on the wall of shame. Mm-hmm. But we've never had someone come and eat. And yeah, then, no, it, I said, let me, let, <laughs> I'm going to let you all feed me first. Yeah. And then and I'm going to And, then, and, then, honest, and, then, I'm and then chirp out. <laughs> Honestly, I had more respect for you after yeah. you left. Because <laughs> you, you're like, I'm about to go. That's a power move. It's a power I, move. I think we put your, your, your face on the board, like on the wall, like at least for a month. <laughs> I was so confused because I would. I got everything set up down here and I came up and you're like, all right, well, I guess I'm out of here. Bye guys. And I was like, what the fuck happened? Fuck this guy. Yeah, no, no, one, no one goes through five courses and then it was like, you know, I'm not feeling doing the podcast. I'm cool. The podcast. Thanks for the food though, guys. That was dope. Yeah. You did it in such the right way. You, but you came to me and I was like, I can't tell. Like that, but but you did it in such a great way, and you're back. So I'm here. Hey, I wasn't gonna miss this. Yeah, you were like, you're like, I can come back this week and do it, and it was it was just so fun. We both were having weird weeks last week, and so at the beginning of the of the day, I was just like, something wacky's gonna happen, and I was like, there I'm it not, was. I'm not even gonna sweat it because I know it's coming. Yeah, and, and we're like, it was like everything's going good. Like, yeah. like nothing could go wrong. I said that twice, three times <laughs> in the mirror. I was like, nothing could go wrong. I said that three times, and then I was like, I'm actually leaving. <laughs> I'm not doing it. He was juggling knives when he said it. Nothing <laughs> could go wrong. Nothing. Uh, but the theme was uh, endless summer. Um, one of my I, th- I feel like my favorite part of a season is the 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 salad days of summer before it actually becomes fall when it's I think when I was a kid and it's always you're already back to school so you're like whatever but as an adult it's I like en- that like late summer yeah as an adult I just enjoy it so much because it's like people want to call it spooky season now and they they want to keep they want to go to the next thing and I'm just like man I enjoy you get those like. 85 degree days with like 55 60 mm-hmm. degree nights like mm-hmm. i can wear shorts and a t-shirt during the day and i can wear like sweats and a sweat mm-hmm. and a sweatshirt at Absolutely. night Absolutely, yeah and like i don't like the other day like it was like the perfect temperature to eat some curry and a fucking soup outside Ooh, at Bodhi. Yeah. like you know like i had ramen at strange bird the other night outside on the patio but yeah. i wore a sweatshirt mm-hmm. it was like i love that yeah that's it's it's my season and um so I wanted to do an endless summer thing, and you, you knocked it out of the park uh, with with that cocktail we were talking about earlier. And then um, Zach uh, started off with uh, the first course. Oh no, wait! You actually started. I we, started we did it. We, we, we did it out of order. Yeah. So did a strawberry watermelon salad. 
which um, I really I really enjoyed. Like eat like I like I was very proud of it. I liked it, but I forgot how much watermelon sweated, and like I was just watching it like drip out onto the table the whole time and I was like, man, that thing just doesn't stop <laughs> oozing, does it? That's not what people want to see. Well, I mean, no one was paying attention to that because we had the watermelon and the strawberry and then what did you put on top of it? Uh, you Feta. feta. Mm-hmm. On t- it was uh, gas. Like, there you go. Gas. We were all talking about it and it was gas. like yeah. It was my on my list, I have it as my second favorite, but it's tied as on the score. Like, so like, oh, first or second, I guess, is what I really had it at. Like, I, that and one of our later dishes were both were both up there for me. I'm excited to hear which one. So that got number two for you. Te- technically, yes. I didn't uh, ask him to rank them. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> and, I, and I got them too. One through five, right here. And I want it, man. And if you look at if you look at the whole menu, this is one of our. I feel like it is kind of a lighter menu, like in a good way, right? Like it was, gr- it was great. Sometimes we hit, we hit you with a bunch of hard courses one after another, and people are mad by the end of it. Sometimes it's like Thanksgiving, and then you're like, oh wait, surprise, we forgot there's ribs. You know, have you ever been surprised with after dessert ribs? <laughs> after dessert ribs, I have not. Uh, I don't necessarily know if I'd be mad about that though. Well, some they were people were they're wrong. Uh, it was kind of like at summer camp. The first night at summer camp, uh, it was like ninety five degrees, and uh, we walked into the cafeteria. And I was like, "What are they? What are we eating?" And uh, I saw mashed potatoes and gravy, and I was like, "They're serving us Thanksgiving dinner." <laughs> <laughs> it's hundred degrees outside. People are dying. <laughs> It's like I actually want a chop salad if that would be cool. But. <laughs> Can I get some have a piece of lettuce? Uh, sauce balls. Uh, I had the next course. I did the uh, fried green tomatoes, and then I made a sweet corn remoulade uh, to serve with it. Bro, I could put I could put Remy on anything. Yeah. I feel like I I love that shit. What Remy? Uh, well, I mean the sweet Rem, corn Rem, Remy remoulade or yeah. actual Remy like oh, oh. <laughs> I like to put a little Remy in my remoulade. Ooh. There we go. Um, no, it was great. Yeah, um, it was it was really good. I tried to find a song to play along with it, and I was like, "Oh, there has to be a good fried green tomato song." There isn't. Well, there's a, a movie. Yeah, Jessica Tandy shout out. Sounds like a Zach Brown band song. Isn't fried green green tomatoes about like the guy? Everybody fell in love with the the black dude in the white town. What? What? <laughs> that, that checks out. I think. Yeah, you know what I'm yeah, talking about the old black yeah, man. Yeah, and like the kid, like don't play with me. Just, no, I have no oh, clue, but it, it kind of <laughs> sounds like it would check out though. <laughs> I seen the movie. I probably shouldn't do a book report on the movie that based on the cover. <laughs> okay, never mind. Sorry, but it was, it was good. It was good. I'm honestly this dish. I I was sad because I had to put it fourth out of five, but it wasn't like a bat. Like I enjoyed it a lot, but. There were so many good dishes. It was kind of hard to rank them all. Like you put this as fourth. Fourth, I know. I like how no one asked you to rank them, and you just yeah. decided yeah, to. I asked no, he, 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 he asked me to. I was like, no, make sure you. you rank them. <laughs> I ranked them. Make I got sure you them go right. one through five. Right Dad's trying to turn us against each other here. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, the next dish. I'll stop telling my rankings. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, now we. Unfortunately, we have to. Uh, the next was corn chowder, which man, corn chowder. I feel like 
I've messed up before, you know, like I feel like there's a there's a sweet spot to it. And I, I think the I think you hit that sweet spot. I think I think my trick is uh, you make half of it you take half of it, put it in a blender and make the chowdery parts. And then you keep the other half whole and then just add it to and that chowder and then put it back in. That it. makes sense. Honestly, um, I'm, I'm wondering what this hits. What number does this hit? Uh, this is number three. Number three. And this shit was fire, too. I literally wow. was like ready to drink this. Yeah. I, I will say this to someone who's made a lot of uh, soups over the years of Heart of Brunch. Soup is real hard to get high high scores on. Yeah. Like, like it it's always good. a big swing. Yeah. It was number one for me only because I, I went back fair. for seconds afterwards. And it was the biggest surprise because when you read the list and you just see corn chat, corn chowder, <laughs> you're like, all right, well, let's just get to the next dish. <laughs> that's how I felt. But then you're like, oh, no, there's bacon in there. And there's there's other little secret corn and potatoes and yeah. bacon. And it was it was a chowder for sure. That this was the gas. surprise award for me. Fair enough. Well, we heard you out there talking about it. It was like, well, let's see how this goes. <laughs> I was, oh, was he talking shit before? He was oh. he was not building it up for anyone. It was kind of like he goes, "Well, this will be interesting. This could go one of two ways." I think I was apologizing to everybody and like, he's like hey, here's like a dollar for this, like you know, just trying to make up for it." I think the best is that when you get a compliment from Thad, you can really rest assured that it's a real compliment. It's mm. just not fake whatsoever. Because yeah. I mean, like <laughs> even half the compliments turn out to be insults. <laughs> Oh, nice. The next, oh, was, nice. <laughs> the next was the uh, late summer frittata, and that was made with the um, our sponsor, Smoking Goose Jowl Bacon. Um, Number bro- one for me. Broccolini, um, some squash, some yellow squash. I, I, I just was trying to grab anything that looked summery. fresh and summery, and I was just like, let's, let's put it in this... Um, Put it in this frittata together, and um, I feel like last time we made the frittata, remember I tried to rush it. And uh, Zach, one of Zach's favorite things to do is is to uh, troll me as I'm as my life is burning <laughs> if I mess something up. So like he's just giving me all this grief. He's like, I would have put that in way earlier. This was a bold move. So I was like, I knew this frittata uh, had to go in early. Thanks, yeah. for, thanks for letting me know earlier. You know, thanks for letting me know now that you would have done this earlier instead of earlier. Be like, oh, no, do this now. no, no. Well, the thing is, you would expect like, like it's, it's shit like it, it goes way outside of reason because it's shit like for the fourth course, he'll be like, I need you to start a pizza dough. <laughs> and there's no fucking way that you would have thought that, that he would have gone into it without that pizza dough having been done already. already right. Just ready so, yeah, 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 no. No, that's a it, it's a valid like when he pulls it out like oh you're just starting your frittata <laughs> like they're expecting it in five minutes right that's funny so as I hell. had the, I had this bad boy in all and it was like I was very happy with the way it turned out it was no it like, turned out very good it was very if good. it makes you feel any better uh, back to the milk punches we were talking about earlier I understand you like milk punches generally like if you're especially if you want to do like a big batch because mm-hmm. it has to like drip and like it has to drip through all those curdles that it makes too so like oh. it almost becomes like solidified in this like bag or whatever you're straining it through and you should give yourself 72 hours realistically yeah. for if you want to do like a big batch and uh i did uh the corks and forks uh event at Gainsbridge for Patron. Uh, mm. I put together like a team of bartenders. I did a milk punch and I tried to do it in like 
literally like four hours. Like I should have given myself like three days and I started it at like noon and needed it done at like 5 p.m. Oh bro. Gosh. And it was just, there was no chance. It did not, it, I did not succeed. First of all, I failed epically, like so epically. More like a milk slap. Yeah. <laughs> there's nothing, there's nothing like, there's nothing like watching something and knowing. It's like a boo and a clap at the same time. I don't even <laughs> knowing in your brain that there's not enough time for this thing to come out the way you want it, but no also chance. hoping against hopes that something, something somehow, like, somehow something's different this time. Even though scientifically and historically this is not gonna fucking work whatsoever, please, please fucking work. Um, and then. Um, Zach, you had the dessert? Then I had the dessert, which was the uh, blueberry shortcake. And uh, I got the uh, blueberries from the farmer's market and then just made a little shortcakes. And then we had a shitload of whipped cream left over from summer camp. So, fuck yeah. Oh, okay. It was, uh, it was nice and light. Like, I made one up and I was just like, oh, man. I really like this whole menu. Like, I, I, feel, like, I feel like we always stick the theme pretty well, but I feel like this we really, like, got the theme, like... Top to bottom, food and cocktails. Very the, interesting. The blueberries were wonderful. And that also, did you guys, did the blueberries come with like the sauce or like whatever you had on with it? Yeah, no, I uh, I, I made the, so I, I, I had a, like, I had two sets of blueberries. I cooked, cooked down half of them and made like the syrup with it. And then I just took the rest of them fresh and sunk them in the warm syrup so that they would still be kind of whole the, the next the day. The syrup was fire on yeah. those things. Nice. Like delicious. You and that gave you a, you gave that a five? It was it was last for me. <laughs> Which it is was, surprising it to was me. La- it's be- I like back I, I just enjoy savory things, honestly. Mm, mm, um, I get that. The the sweetness aspect of it is kind of like when I if if we're really like ranking it, if we were giving all these things like numerical like numbers like one through ten, like none of them really went below a nine. But like you sure. have, yeah, I yeah, can't be, you, like, I can't be like they all tied for first because no, then you, I, that doesn't sound the thing real is you, at all. You have like, to put them in order, and all of Zach's dishes came at the bottom of the order. <laughs> and there has to be a reason. <laughs> oh my gosh, are you gonna take those, Zach? You know what? You know what? Thanks had a big week. <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, I'm really I'm happy for him. Let him take his W's. <laughs> this is what I do want to say about Zach's dessert. Uh, Zach in the city is one of my favorite dessert makers, and I, when I say that, I've I've had a lot of desserts. I'm not trying to pat myself on the back for that, but like you're a pastry boy. Well, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a pastry boy. You know this. Um, I've had Bridges desserts, which are really good, and Zach's like I, what I'm trying to say is Zach doesn't usually miss. I don't usually shit the bed on 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 desserts. I don't feel like you missed. No, I was. I've been waiting for Thad's. Uh, I've been waiting for Thad's two cents. All of the desserts since I smacked down his drink earlier. <laughs> this is probably the worst one I've had. <laughs> That's. I mean, and, listen, and I mean you, that as a compliment. <laughs> I mean, it's like it's kind of like when you saw Rocky lose. Like you watched the movie. Like he was. A, he like he trained all this. Like he's punching <laughs> he meat. Trained all this time and, and, and he fucking lost. Like the this movie ends with him crying <laughs> for his girlfriend. This man's fighting pigs hung up in a freezer. <laughs> yeah, and he loses. Get like, the fuck I gotta out of see here. another movie. And then you say, "Oh, actually, Rocky was good the whole time." <laughs> <laughs> it's like Rocky Reverse, if because I've seen him win constantly, and then and then shit the bed, not shit the bed. You did, you did it. 
Eat it a dessert. Shortcake the bed. <laughs> hey! there. There That's it the is. episode title. <laughs> <Shortcake> <laughs> I, I mean, Zach has made a, a, a uh, what is that, blue cheese. Cheesecake. Uh, cheesecake that blew my mind, and I, I haven't been able to stop talking about. Cheesecake is my favorite dessert. So by like a long fucking shot. That's what I'm saying. Oh, you should. Yeah, that's what I should have done. Zach's making notes for next time. Put that blueberry like, syrup on the fucking cheesecake and you're done. There it is. I'll eat the whole fucking thing. Oh my gosh. Uh, so that's really. Fun. So we what we used to do on the show. My my old co-host is not a food guy. And so he would just kind of like, he that makes just, no sense to me. He would just kind of, he would. I just, don't know how people aren't food people. Well, I mean, like, 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 Thad likes food, but he doesn't have a food background. He's he's not. Uh, what I like about that is that he's not service industry background at all. So he will ask questions from an angle that I would never think to right. ask. You know, and like sometimes it's very simple. Like, well, what do you? Do X, you know, and I, I would never ask that, but I think it's great for our audience and it's great for like the show for sure. But like Chris King would, he had the opposite energy of just like, it was just negative. And so it'd be like, like one time, like I made gumbo and he's like, what is this hot dog soup? Like, <laughs> so we would just go through it every dish, basically every week hot dogs. and he, and he would hot roast dogs. it. And it was like, it was a bit it's just like, like hot dog and beans. Yeah. <laughs> so hot dog and beans. <laughs> and so like we would go through the menu and then every you know, and it was like stuff I worked on hard all week. And my favorite thing about this dish is it didn't taste good. Nobody liked it. You know? <laughs> Made everyone sad. Like one time, I gar- I like this dish because I took one bite and instantly realized it needed to be in the garbage. <laughs> one, one time, I garnished the dish with it was. I'm pretty sure it was a corn chowder or soup, and I thought it'd be I thought it'd be real player to like put some fresh popcorn on as the garnish, and like. You know, if you put popcorn on a soup, it's gonna get soggy. <laughs> For so, sure. So like, so I, I can don't respect know. the vision though. Yeah, like like in my head, it made a lot more sense. But then everyone just had something to say about the soggy popcorn. <laughs> <on top of it. laughs> like, my favorite part was the soggy popcorn. Uh, but going back to going back to cocktails because this was the thing. Like I, I consider myself a like a like a passable bartender. You know what I'm saying? Like I like a serviceable bartender yeah um but like the mixology garnishes started getting crazier and crazier i'm here for that i don't know here's the thing like for me there's a thing there's a lane where it makes sense to be crazy and there's a lane where it's obnoxious like agreed here's here's what i find obnoxious fucking clothespins clothespins (laughs) on cocktails i don't need them i think Okay, so I agree to an extent. There's like, you don't need to fucking clothespin a dehydrated lime wheel. You can just throw that on the fucking top of the cocktail. You're an idiot. Like, get the fuck out of here. Um, I think they're like... Why is there a dirty clothespin in my drink (laughs) in the first place? That's what I... First of all, I hope that's not... I hope it's not dirty. (laughs) I hope it's not dirty. I hope it's straight out of of a brand new bag. And... (laughs) um, but like, there's like, there's a cocktail at Bodie right now that called it's not nece- It's called uh, Rooster's Millions, and it uses and we put three like lavender sprigs in there. Mm-hmm. But if you don't like, if you put just the lavender sprigs in the cocktail, it just like sinks into the cocktail, mm-hmm. and like you don't really see it. 
But if you clothespin the three lavender-like sprigs on the outside, because it's not really like adding to the actual cocktail itself, it's just simply aromatic. Mm. Like you just want to smell that. Yeah, yeah. So if you clothespin that, like you still get those aromatics from the lavender without it like sinking into the cocktail. Now you have these soggy ass lavender sprigs in your drink. Well, and that sounds that, may, that sounds functional. Like that sounds functional. It's all about functionality yeah. and like intentionality. So like you can, I mean, people back to your like your like Bloody Mary thing. Like people can throw fucking the biggest and the craziest garnishes on any cocktail they want if yeah. they really want but if it doesn't make sense and it doesn't do anything for it like is there really a point to this well i like, think zach and i both had this thing from culinary school where we had it beat into us that you don't put non-functional garnishes on desserts or on plates yeah and not what it was a non-functional and just like non like like people like f- favorite thing to do in culinary school is like Hey, this this ice cream dish or this dessert looks plain. Let's throw a fucking sprig of mint on it. Right. And there's no mint in the dish whatsoever. It was just like to put something green For on sure. it. For sure. And they were like, don't do that. And so like that kind of transferred over to cocktails for me, where it's just like, like to me, there's always like, there's like the um, intuitive thing. There's the intuitive garnish for a cocktail. There's like the other way of like, okay, this is... Oh, I didn't even think about putting this, but this is really good. And then there's a dirty clothespin that <laughs> drives me nuts. No, I understand that a hundred percent. I think that there's, and I'm really like, and I'm and I'm a person that's really into like not using lemon swaths on your fucking cocktails mm-hmm. because every classic cocktail that's ever been made has yeah. a lemon swath or a lime swath or a dehydrated lime wheel or something like that and they're great and they're functional and they do their purpose but like i think nowadays that cocktails are kind of like getting into that culinary space where it's like if you need that lime oil or something from the swath like let's put it in an atomizer and yeah. use and use that but like let's find a better more intentional garnish than just like swathing a lime real quick not only that but for like sustainability purposes like are if if um especially like oranges like oranges is a big one because some old fashions are so popular yeah um and orange juice you don't use them in that many cocktails so like you have all these oranges that are peeled Mm -hmm. but like what the what the fuck are we doing with them yeah so like um at like nowhere special like we're using like an orange marmalade right now uh mm. like that we're using from just like doing that we're making citrus cordials like uh things like that but being able to figure out a way to utilize all these things for garnishes or um my thing right now that i've been trying to get into is like pairings mm-hmm. so like making a cocktail and like making a small little like savory or sweet bite that goes with the cocktail but like that's the garnish mm. like what so like um whether it's like you know here's this like summer negro like a a strawberry rose negroni and here's some like small like strawberry bites that go mm. like desserts that go with it as like almost like an aperitif like yeah. digestive after after the one bite like you know that. what i mean yeah so like i'm super into stuff like that but um i think that moving forward that's kind of what i'm looking into is like being able to like be very intentional with like garnishes and like presentations um i love that i think the worst (laughs) and this was a place i worked where the worst i mean 
this is a place where we're doing a lot of creative craft cocktails and it's just like you're taking a lot of big swings Mm -hmm. and sometimes you know when you have big swings you have big misses and there was one where it was uh there was a drink that had like a, a pea protein in it and then we would add like the the citric acid and it would change color right and so it, it was a, it, i mean it was it was very um um there was a lot of showmanship it was very like oh there was a wow factor to the drink for sure but the original way to do it was like you would make the drink and then you would just they would just have like this powdered like citric, citric acid, acid. And then it was just like somebody would order a drink and you'd be like, hold on a second there. And then you would just take a, a scoop it a, in a there, scoop full of powder <laughs> and then mix it up. And it, it just, it didn't look, it wasn't a good look. It right. was a good look. And then we was, had like a, when we first opened at Bodie, we had a drink like that. I cannot remember the name for it, of it, of the life of me, but it came on like a, you served it on like a platter, like a tray and like the glass came or the drink came in the glass and then there was like a shot of lemon juice that came on the side it was like a butterfly pea yeah 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 flower drink and like the guests themselves would add the lemon juice so like that's a pur- way better delivery like, system <laughs> that like pur- that like purple drink would turn into like this like, like indigo a, yeah. kind uh, of looking cocktail and like it was dope it fucking sucked for storage purposes honestly mm, yeah but other than that it was i thought it was dope and i really the thing is that i really like stuff like that and i think mm. that i think that heather storms is the best person in indianapolis at doing stuff like that first of all oh, she might the, just be the best person in indianapolis but do you think she's factual she's the best bartender in indianapolis man i was gonna it's ask not you even, that it's not, that was my it's last not, question her and harry webler in my opinion in my opinion are by far the two most like mm. intelligent and like mm-hmm they're able to like actually anything that they can conceptualize they can make happen for sure mm-hmm. like almost guaranteed like perfect example um heather was one of my bartenders for the corks and forks thing that i did that i epically failed on my fucking milk punch she made this like reposado tequila cocktail that had um the syrup had like roasted corn serrano peppers like her simple syrup was so fucking good. I was ready to literally make it a salad dressing <laughs> and, it, and it's syrup. It's disgusting. Yeah. You should not be putting something that sweet on a salad, but it was so good. Like if you made it as like a literally like a balsamic vinaigrette or something like that, it would blow your mind. Yeah, wow. And just that, like just one syrup alone without her even trying to like inspire me, like inspired like 10 different like syrups, agaves, uh, all, all different types of stuff. And like her and Harry are like constantly doing stuff like that, especially in Indianapolis and just helping that like next group up without really wanting any recognition or repayment. Yeah. And I think between They're just nerds, <laughs> They're really just cocktail, cocktail nerds. I've had Heather do like, a full presentation on something just for no reason well, other it will, than and it will blow your fucking <laughs> yeah. mind and it is like why do you know all this yep. <laughs> yeah i remember there was a podcast called burn the well and like she was the guest and like they would come yes in to my house and they'd make different cocktails and they, they'd have like a drink off and then like she just went into like a science textbook of like the history and i was like man i really should be taking notes about <laughs> yeah. where it's where all wild. this originated is there, is there from a quiz it's, at the end of this yeah, exactly it's fucking wild but like sh- she 
should probably teach a class. Like, I think that'd be great because anytime I talk to any bartender in Indianapolis, the, Heather's name pops always up. pops it up. It always pops always. up. Always. It, it has to. She's the, oh, she's one of the, oh, like, mm-hmm. her, Zach Wilkes, mm-hmm. Kendall Lockwood, Harry Webler. Fab, Fab McKee. Fab McKee. After you <laughs> had my drink. Of course, <laughs> obviously. Obviously, clearly. <laughs> Uh, but no, seriously, like those like four people, and then uh, Curtis, uh, he owns like Teeny, almost mm, famous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, there, I mean, there, and there's more. There's probably 10, 15, 20 people in total, but like those five, like those five have like heavily influenced kind of like the direction that I've gone in for sure. Absolutely. Can you drop awesome. a beat for me, Sauce Balls? Dalton, thank you so much. Uh, thank you. Guys. I could talk shop all day with you. Appreciate you. Appreciate you coming, and I appreciate you even more coming back. Always. Uh, yeah. Where can people find you and follow you on social media and everything that you're doing? Uh, I I line back on all my socials. Uh, Bodie on Monday, Thursday, and Friday. Nowhere special on Wednesdays and Saturdays. Um, serious guys, go up there to Bodie when he's working and be like, uh, throw a clothespin on my drink. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Dirty clothespin, preferably. <laughs> he's going to pull out of an ashtray. Uh, Zach Rome. If you haven't checked out our Patreon, you should do that now. It's only $3 a month. You get extra episodes every single week. That's patreon.com backslash harder brunch. Daddy's Jake. And you can find me at Fab McKee, or I'm writing a book. Bartending is pretty easy. <laughs> um, it's uh, my bartending book that I'm going to be releasing out soon. Yeah. Um, bartending's pretty easy. Yeah, it's intuitive. Whatever you have in your it's, house. It's whatever you want to make. it in a glass. It's not that hard. Is uh, It's literally for brain dead dummies, <laughs> like, yeah. for sure. Yep, check it out. It's... <laughs> Uh, at Dyke Michaels across all social media. Uh, thank you guys so much for hanging out with us till the end, and we'll see you next time. Bye bye.